0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, Sinks and Ains, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I am your host, Dominic Smith. As always, I wanna thank everybody for their continued support for this channel. It's been so fun over the past year and some change bringing you guys new content, bringing you guys guests from the interviews. And I am just truly grateful for all of the support that I've gotten. We are continuing to grow and I am excited for what this year has to offer. I am truly grateful from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Track season is in full swing, y'all. We have already seen some insane times on the high school, the college level, and even the professional level. It is insane and I am excited. And we are going to be here to cover it all for you. So please be sure Follow us on YouTube, Lactic Acid with Dominique Smith. Hit that notification bell. Well, first hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. That way you are alerted when anything and everything that is new drops. Please go on our Instagram page, Lactic Acid with Dominique Smith. All of this is gonna be um, in the link tree link that will be in the show notes. But listen, let's just say it here. Uh, but lactic acid with dom smith and please be sure to follow me there follow me on twitter lactic acid underscore pod those are the places where you can get the up-to-date information when it comes to episodes and any other announcements um that comes with it. So please, please, please be sure uh, to check that out. We're bringing back track talk. Obviously we have a bucket of track talk and fried chicken. So it's gonna be fun. I promise you that. Today's guest is Miss Kate Sanborn. She is a marathon runner, just had a phenomenal marathon out at um, CIM. And it was that was just a crazy race um, in itself. But um yes, yeah, she joined me. We talked about music, we talked about food. She actually got me to try uh well potentially try a different genre, a different flavor of food. Um uh, and so please be sure to tune in to hear that one. She is a biostatistician, and so we talked about her love for that. How she got into it. And for all these things and more, as Stevie Wonder said, listen, I'm still bumping Christmas music. It's cold out here. Uh, Please be sure to tune into this episode and enjoy the conversation. And if you are enjoying not just this podcast, but all of the episodes that you might have heard, do me a favor go and leave a nice five star review. Say something nice. It helps the channel in more ways than you think. I am thankful for. and every one of you but before i go i will be remiss not to give a shout out to our partners over at track barn who are doing incredible things please be sure to check them out track barn you can find them on instagram or twitter at track barn and guess what i got a deal for you if And I do mean if it it should be when. When you go and make your purchase, if you are a coach, if you're an athlete and you need equipment, you're an AD and you need equipment, you need gear, check them out. And when you get to the checkout line, checkout lane online, of course, type in the code lactic acid 10 all caps, no spaces. Do not spell out the number 10. It's just one zero. Type in that, and guess what? You get 10% off your order. Thank you all again. I hope you enjoy the episode. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, Saints and Ains, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I am your host, Dominic Smith. I guess I still have to say it, but Happy New Year to everybody. I'm not sure the appropriate time to stop saying that, so between now and February to start the show, I will say Happy New Year to people, um, and if you don't like it, just keep scrolling past like 10 seconds, and we'll get to the main event. But happy new year to everybody. I hope it is going well so far. If your resolutions went out the toilet on the second second of January 1st, that's okay. You can try again next year. Um, So it's all good. Today, I have a certified baller shot caller on the show today. She is durable. She is tougher than hen's teeth, balling out in the marathon, making a difference on and off the marathon trails. She has been to, um, she just ran CIM. I think I got that right. We're still new in the marathon game, and she killed it on that trail. I'm trying to tell y'all. Check out the results. It was a crazy race. And guess what? She was one of the main ones. As little Chris said, she was coming for that number one spot. And this episode, I'm actually excited about this because this proves that as human beings, our differences do not define us because she is affiliated with Duke and NC State. And she is on my show. And everybody knows I love my North Carolina basketball, UNC GD, a great day to be a Tar Heel. And she is none other than Miss Kate Singh. Born. Kate, appreciate you coming on the show. How you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you so much. What a, a great introduction. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Listen, you know it's the truth. We do not um Top lies on this show. It is all facts, all facts, all the time. As the official mayor, not me, but Godfrey Area Flavor Town says, "All thriller, no filler." Even though I'm pretty sure he got that from some rap song that I'm just too lazy to go look it up. He so I just,
1: <laughs> yeah. So
0: I just affiliated with him. So that's all good. It's all love. So it's the new year, which means we have to ask a new question to start things off. So. Let's just say Food Network and whoever is in charge of all these awards. Let's say CBS. Hey, let's roll with CBS. Um, or ABC. One of them, ABC, CBS, and the network. They were in Sacramento and they said, Yo, this girl, Kate, child, she is different. She is different. Different, different, different. And we need to celebrate her awesomeness. We need to show her that she is awesome and we appreciate it. And we want to do a custom promotion centering her. And we want the world to know how awesome she is. So Food Network said we're not going to give her a baking championship or cooking championship, but we're not going to make her compete on Chop because it's rigged anyway in some respects, specifically to beat Bobby Flay type. Um, So we're not going to make her do that. What we want to do is two things. We're going to partner with Ben and Jerry and either Frito-Lay or the people who make the Cape Cod, Miss Vicky's. I forgot, um the name of it. I have to remember that for next time. We want to make a custom potato chip that is in her name. It could be any flavor she wants, but we're going to sell it in every store. And it could be from the Lay's brand. It could be from the Kate Cod brand. It could be um, from the Miss Vicky's brand. It does not matter, but it's going to be hers. And so ABC and all of them. Like, hold up, hold up, real quick. We need to get involved. We want her to be our prized guest at any award show, and she can go. It could be a music award, it could be a television award, it could be a theater award, but she can be accompanied by any superstar, any celebrity, any musician, anybody that she wants to. She is the guest of honor. We're rolling out the red carpet, literally and figuratively. And then Ben and Jerry's was like, hold up. Why y'all keep forgetting us? We want to do um, something as well. She gets a chance to pick any two flavors of ice creams or any two flavors for custom ice cream that she wants. And we are going to sell it in the store. So potato chip, I need the award and the guest and the custom ice cream.
1: Oh, all right. So for the potato chip, I'm kind of feeling like a a maple honey bourbon
0: sounds like
1: a pretty unique potato chip. I was going to say something that I would just like grab off the the shelf in a grocery store, which would be like a sour cream and onion or like a salt and vinegar. I really like those. But I think you got to change it up a little bit and have a little bit of honey maple bourbon. I think that would be a really good potato chip.
0: I like that. So who do you want to make it? You want like Lay's or like uh, mm-hmm. Cape Cod or I don't, those are the chips you I use. The, the,
1: the Cape Cod chips are so hard. I feel like the, it yeah. scrapes the top of my mouth like they're good, but they just,
0: they yeah, That's fair. Yeah, that's
1: fair. I, I like them, but it's just the stiffness of the chip. I don't, I don't jive with it as much. So I think that's I'll fair. go with Frito-Lay.
0: Free LA. Yeah, I think I do with Free LA. So Maple Honey Bourbon. Ooh, that sounds like a country music song. Okay, I'm with (laughs) it. I'm with it. All right, what are we doing about this award? So are you going music? Are you going television? Are you going movies, theater? And who is the guest of honor? Or who would you want to go with?
1: Did you say that this is an award for, like, if I'm getting presented an award? No, you're
0: going to be the guest of honor.
1: Okay, so I'm the guest of honor. Hmm. Oh man. See, I was gonna go the the music route and say someone like, uh, I don't know, Harry Styles or something. But I think I'm gonna go more the the actor actress route. Okay. And I'm not really. <laughs> You make fun of me. I'm not as cultured to know what types of awards are out there. Um, I don't
0: either. So I, I know there's know like the BM- <laughs> there's there's the Grammys, there's the VMAs, there's the Tonys, there's the CMAs, there's the MTV Awards. There's the America. I say I'm not cultured, but I'm just spinning them out. There's the AMAs.
1: <laughs> the American- I was just saying, you, you lied. You know,
0: yeah, uh, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just lying. Um, <laughs> there's the American Music Awards, the AMAs. There is the Grammys. There's the BET. There, oh uh, God. Um, the I said the BMAs, the Oscars. And the Tony, okay, and the Emmys, okay. So yes, I know them all. I, I'm sorry, I just, I just called it L on my show, <laughs> no, that's and, okay. and we're in, we're only in January. We have still got twelve more months of L's, but yeah, the, all of those.
1: Mm. See, I think it's easier for me to pick the person that I want to be the guest of honor with, and then whatever. Award they qualify for, we'll just pick exactly. that Exactly.
0: That's how, well, you, do that's that's how you do it.
1: That's yeah. how you do it. Yeah, I don't know which bucket they'll fall into, but the person, it would be, ooh, it would have to be a toss up between Ryan Reynolds. I know he's, he's committed, but it would have to be between <laughs> Ryan Reynolds or someone like Morgan Freeman. Oh, boy. Um, I, I mean, I, I love Morgan yes. Freeman. He's a very soothing voice. Really appreciate the man. But Ryan Reynolds is a beautiful man. Well,
0: so man, listen, I would listen. love
1: to be a guest
0: with him. Oh, man. So we're going to go. Let's go with the Oscars. Going and okay. rolling with the Oscars. Okay, that's the red okay. carpet. All right, so Ryan Reynolds, guest of honor. Let's just say Blake Lively. Um, She was filming a movie or something like that.
1: She was filming uh, a movie, and I had a nice talk with her beforehand. And
0: yeah, y'all homies, yeah. y'all 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 yeah. tight, y'all y'all like sister sister like T and Tamara. That's that's what it is. Yeah. So we, we can roll with that. All right, what are we doing about this ice cream?
1: Ooh, okay. You said two flavors, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Does it have to go with the the chips <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
0: I mean if you want a uh, honey maple Clays, a uh, honey maple bourbon ice cream, I'm cool with that. Being I mean, that time.
1: sounds good, too. I, I don't know if you've ever had, um like, alcoholic or spiked ice cream, but that is pretty
0: good. Ice cream? Mm, yes. I had a, I don't know what restaurant I was at, but I had, like, a rum cake. Well, no, it was a rum cake, not a rum ice cream. Okay. And, boy, if you ate too much of that cake, you would have to catch an Uber home.
1: Yep, you were done. <laughs> yeah.
0: you, you, you were, you were going to be two sheiks into the wind um so okay i'm not mad at it a chip ice cream combination of honey maple bourbon
1: i mean it could be that i'm trying to think i mean like that wouldn't be my go-to for an ice cream i do like a good mint chocolate chip but that's like one flavor but it has to be the green kind yes.
0: um
1: if oh, yeah. it, no if it's not green don't don't nah. even bother with it but they don't look I, like money
0: or listerine then put it back
1: yep yeah, put it back um i mean i think you know the the maple the maple honey bourbon ice cream could be a good combination um, I think alternatively I mean hear me out if you did something like a, a Reese's peanut butter cup that's like it's the base or like the cone and it's just Reese's peanut butter cup and then you had a vanilla bean in it if that counts and that's that's like only one flavor of ice cream but you no like it's
0: two so it's cream. like a ben- it's a vanilla Reese's kind of because a yeah. vanilla bean that is yeah, I'm with
1: it. But you like carve out the middle of like a huge Reese's peanut butter cup and it's like the bowl and then see, you put peanut butter like vanilla oh, bean in there. I feel like
0: that see, would be really good. Reese's is my spirit animal. <laughs>
1: um
0: I know that that's that's my everybody has their respective candy. Um, that they ate growing up. And I'm 28. And in those 28 years, I have been loyal to Reese's. Um, so I am I am down. I feel like the Cheesecake Factory made me sell something. They have like to that. do
1: something like that. They probably like, do. Maybe they, it's like a Reese's peanut butter crust or something. You might do something like that.
0: Or they do some funky stuff but it's like uh Reese's intertwined with the vanilla bean because I had like a vanilla bean and something recently I have to go check that out um in two to four business weeks once I like uh mess up my new year's resolutions even though I don't make any <laughs> I don't make any but it's like I need to feel like I fit in so I'll just say you know what I tried for a couple hours and I just realized life was too short so, yeah,
1: I, I don't really do the the New Year's resolution thing either because it I think it's a continual evolution throughout your life where you're just like, you know, it doesn't need to be on a particular day. I get the motivation behind wanting a particular day to motivate you to start something, but I think you can just do it, you know, grow I, as a person anytime, anytime.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's like you make it's like, okay, we're going to screw up from like January 2nd to December 31st and then we're going to try again after Yep. And then it's like, okay, well, that sucks. So let's screw, like, and it's like, nah, <laughs> no. like you said, it's like a it's like a continuous growth thing. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you can't stop slow cooking a pot roast and be like, okay, I'm just going to save it. No, that thing has to cook all the way through. It takes time. Yep. Uh, So but people don't throw away your resolutions. Just keep growing, keep working. Yeah. You know, no. Rome, you know, Rome wasn't built overnight. It takes time for chicken to fry. So it's all good. It's all good. I love those answers. So let's, let's get cracking. So you are a straight baller, man, on these marathon trails, just ran a crazy race at CIM, which just looking at the results, man, that, that was one of the most competitive marathons. Just, I didn't watch the race. Obviously I live here in Orlando and nowhere near Sacramento, but I'm looking at the, the line. I was like, Whoa, what, what, what happened? Like, (laughs) Like, did somebody spike the eggnog uh, before they ran? But you guys just continued, um, you know, to change the game. You know, everybody's running 229, 230s and stuff, and you were in it. But I was looking kind of at your um, progression, so to speak. And you might be one of the toughest human beings that I have had on this show because you started off at West Point. And I was reading an article in Runner's World and you would run like 80, 70, 80 miles a week. And then on Saturdays when everybody's resting, you're like doing combat training (laughs) and stuff like that. (laughs) Like that is just the most insane thing to me, but you've always loved running. How for you personally, uh, because I know that you mentioned um, You know, you've been running since you were knee-high to a grasshopper. So, for people who don't understand that, that means she was very young when she started running. And your parents, you know, kind of saw that you had that love for running. How have you been able to maintain it for all these years to where you are now, running for the um, Raleigh Distance Club? Raleigh, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Oh,
1: I'm actually, pretty, I'm unattached. Um, so okay. I or, yeah, I'm, I, I'm completely solo. <laughs> but, okay, so
0: formerly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Formerly of the Riley Distance Club. But how yeah. have you kept that love for what you do?
1: I I mean, the, the answer is pretty simple, at least to me. Um, I attribute a lot of that to the first coach I ever had. Um, so you would mentioned that I got started really, really young. So that was like 2007 is when I entered the USATF Junior Olympic Circuit. Mm-hmm. So you have a bunch of like little USATF club local club teams um, scattered throughout the nation and uh, I joined one in particular called the Fayetteville Flyers um, based out of Fayetteville, North Carolina and the, the first coach that I had was uh, Coach Al Munoz. Uh, I, he was my coach for years and years and years and he you know, you hear some horror stories of how different coaches get so wrapped up in trying to get instant success out of young kids and et cetera, et cetera. And that was quite the opposite with him. Um, he really took a long-term approach to everything. Um, and he could, he could see – a he could see talent, but he could also just spot passion and he would watch more so on the passion versus talent. I mean, yeah, granted, like you have to have some ability there in order to run well, but he really loved instilling a deep love of the sport from the start. Um, so we had a very small crew of people who, you know, kids that ran long distance, um, out of the Fable Flyers. The Fable Flyers mostly had a lot of sprinters and jumpers. Um but yeah a lot a lot of my sustained appreciation in the sport stemmed from the being raised the right way in the sport. Um and never really getting too caught up in the the success really, really early on. It was just about running running to run. Um and running to see what I could do with the sport um, and just continue to, yeah, just grow as a person. And he kept advocating balance, um, balance from the standpoint of balancing running with school and making sure that I did have friends as a kid um, and just never, yeah, getting so short-sighted on, you know, running is the end-all be-all. And I think, yeah, just being raised that way has led to a very, very, healthy relationship with the sport and something that I hope to continue having so
0: uh, that seems so rare um because I have had coaches on the show and thankfully they echoed the same sentiment that your coach did um and the athletes that they coach are extremely you know successful because it's like when you run you need to be serious about it because a if you're not serious about it you're going to get hurt um so it's like okay if you're just out here to be out here then you can't really like you kind of need to find something that you're passionate about If the passion's not there you know old song you know for you young kids go look it up it's Atlantic Star um back in the 80s they said if your heart isn't in it why god I forgot the words but I just know the song says if your heart isn't in it um but it said I was gone long ago and so it definitely seems like that helped develop um, you know, as you said, the love and the passion that you have for the sport. With this marathon, um, first of all, I always think marathoners and Laura week um, I've had her on the show a couple times. We talked about it. I always think you guys are a little crazy. Um, especially since I found out, you know, with uh Pidipides and you know back in the Greek times. Oh yeah. Whatever.
1: I actually wrote a paper on
0: him. Did you really? I
1: did. did well, you... not not him. It was more of it was uh, my freshman year in college at West Point. We had a a history course. I mean, I think every college has a history course, but we had a history course and we had to debate. Uh, I think it was a debate on a the something historic. Like you could, it was so broad. It was something along the lines of just like debate something historically. You know, yeah. I I don't know. Um, and I ended up picking uh, the the story behind how the marathon came to be. And there there are a few stories, quote unquote stories, out there on how the marathon came to be, um, and how the distance and the like the actual trek that Pheidippides took, um, and how that whole trek came to be. There's like a bunch of different contemplative literature out there. So, anyway, sorry, that was a sidebar. But no, is it's, it's it took, interesting. Took back from writing that whole paper. Oh man,
0: <laughs> how, how many know? how many pages was it?
1: Um, I want to say it was like twenty-two.
0: Oh, you see, I got really into
1: it. I hadn't even run a marathon at that point, but I got really into it.
0: <laughs> Gosh, she literally wrote as many pages as in as many miles. You know, the miles to pages ratio. Uh, you must have been really into it because, you know... I
1: got really into it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I went to the library, picked out, like, some books and just, like, actually, like, had physical books, not just Google, but, like, physical books and, like, went through. So it was kind of fun. Oh, I
0: what, what did you get on the on the paper?
1: I got an A+. Plus, oh, so I'll I mean, put... It, it was good. It was good.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'll be honest with you. If I was a professor and this is a, somebody who, you know, I have my degree in journalism and I have, you know, we write, you know, we don't write, you know, 22 pagers, but there was a course where I had to write some pagers and it was a history course. Now that I think of it, i would be honest with you. I would just look to make sure that you didn't plagiarize and that it was 20 pages. I would not sit there and read all of that. <laughs> Um But that's, that's just me. That's why I don't teach. Uh, but listen, it sounds like you were in it, but um, I, I, was told that with the war going on there was a messenger he goes 26.2 miles delivers the message and then he died um which is just insane to me um that now this is a glorified event um where thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of runners um, risk their life almost, it seems, <laughs> um, to cross the finish line. Did you ever think that you would be in this position as an elite competitive marathoner um, at this point in your career?
1: Uh, yes and no. I mean, are you asking, you know, if I really, really young me looking at this or me starting yeah. marathoning and then looking at
0: this? Just. When you were a young whippersnapper looking at, you know, the future, it's like, did you think you would be this much of a baller?
1: Um, I'm I'm going to, I'll be completely honest, no. um, I honestly, again, my goal in the sport was, I mean, I wanted to be good, but it would have been perfectly okay if I wasn't good. Um, and it's not me saying that I was perfectly content with mediocrity. It was just... I knew that it would be great to be good, um, but I just wanted to continue to enjoy running. Um, my mom and dad did marathons uh, when I was growing up. So it kind of bothered me at, at, at that time and point because I was like, there's no way I can run a marathon. That seems <laughs> so far. But the, the challenge of it really, it bothered me that I had that viewpoint then um, so I knew at some point I wanted to do it. Um, right. but I didn't really yet necessarily know whether or not I'd be good at it. Um, so,
0: yeah. So let's, let's hop from, we'll get back to track a little later, but we go from the marathon. Um, uh, even though I have to ask this question, you're, you have such a unique quote, um, in your bio. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and for those who are not aware, she said, and I quote, I plan on having such a good run. Morgan Freeman should narrate it. I love the swag. I, I love, I love the swag. I love the confidence um, from it. What race of yours that you have run in your life that you think, like, if you could just say, Morgan, you know, I know you old and you're doing other stuff. But I need you to to narrate this specific and particular race that I have run.
1: Oh, man. So you can go one of two ways with it. You can choose like a race that went really, really well. Um, You get really, you know, well, Morgan Freeman's pretty stoic. So I don't think he'd get really too amped about it. But you could also choose one that went completely down the drain. And I think just for the sake of this podcast, I'll choose the one that like went completely down the drain.
0: No, no, okay. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> I would choose that. I think that one would be a little. That one would probably end up being more entertaining to have narrated rather than something. I don't know, like CIM a month ago. Um, that one just was like really, really well. But I think I'd go with Boston from this past spring because oh, it's man. just it's like what, one thing after another. I think. He could just start narrating and say, oh, oh no, like this is going really badly. Um but yeah, I, I think I would choose Boston.
0: So You see, I don't want to bring up Boston, but since <laughs> oh, you brought no. it up. <laughs> um so what how do you think like what would he say when you got to the finish line? Like in the incident happened?
1: <laughs> just say, all right, good night. <laughs> That's probably it. <laughs> Uh, i don't remember much to be honest i like after 15 miles is when i started to black out um so i, I that's why i would say it would be entertaining to have him narrate it so i could actually get some things filled in on
0: to so actually he, happened. oh so he can oh yeah <laughs> gosh that was like the nfl replay um like you can just go to the booth and just kind of see like like how much time was on the clock and um i so i didn't want to bring it up but since you did unfortunately yeah uh kate she fainted um passed out at the finish line but now that you say that it would be interesting because you just mentioned Morgan Freeman is so stoic and he is so consistent. I This would be like the pinnacle of his acting career. What do you do when the unexpected happens? I do not think, I think you would see like the Morgan Freeman from Lean On Me compared to like Morgan Freeman from Bruce Almighty, in my opinion. <laughs> so that would be like, because, honestly, I think he would freak out. Honestly. I, I You think, think
1: he would freak out?
0: I, I wholeheartedly do.
1: I You know, I could see that. I I don't know if you've seen the, the videos that he's narrated. It's, like, different uh, animals. So, like, I don't know, peng, a day in the life of a penguin or something. Oh, you know? I did
0: see something like <laughs> yeah, that before. Like,
1: yeah. And I think, you know, if it was a human being and they just, you could visibly tell that yeah, they, they're not there. I, I think he would freak out a little bit, but I think out of anyone that you'd have, like, if he were to narrate it, he would be a little more stoic than maybe someone like uh, Dave Chappelle. Or...
0: <laughs> I personally, like, would love, like, not love, and obviously... But, like, if if there was, like, a guy like Snoop Dogg or something like that.
1: I was actually going to say Snoop Dogg. I mean, I I have Morgan Freeman in my bio, but I think Snoop Dogg would be an interesting person.
0: I want Snoop to narrate track races so bad, especially (laughs) the ones that he does not understand. Like, I would love to see him narrate the discus or the shot put um, or, you know, (laughs) even the marathon. The pole vault. Oh my oh, god, oh god. stupid He off. saw
1: Mondo, like yeah.
0: Freaking oh my gosh. Yeah oh gosh i i can't even like well first of all some of the things i think he would say i can't repeat yes but gosh you want to grow the sport let's get snoop dogg in it yeah. i would love to see him do the marathon why wouldn't this taking too long when are they gonna be done <laughs> like you know? two hours later i'm still here like yeah. two hours later they need to hurry up like we got to stay for all of them and everything. <laughs> um it's like and then like you would give them you give you your props and stuff like that um but like the people who don't understand it will bring more respect because it's like what's taking so long and then it's like well they run for a really long time uh because literally i was thinking like you your time in a marathon 229 Mm -hmm. i could literally this is what you could do honestly you could like wake up You could put a pot roast on. You can go run a marathon, come back, recover, take a nap, and do something else. And the pot roast will still not be like you. Like, there's like, it just puts it in perspective. Like, and I just say something. I just cooked a pot roast, and the the cut of meat they gave me was as tough as a Michelin tire. So, um, I don't know. It just puts it in perspective, like how unique. You know it is the thing. You know what you do running the marathon, but I wanted to touch on uh, quickly before we get to the off running stuff. Um, You are a biostatistician. I think I said that right this time.
1: You did. You did.
0: Why did you have to go to Duke? Don't they have good things at <laughs> UNC Chapel Hill or something like that? Uh, But outside of that, you know what you know caused you to go in that field.
1: I mean, there, there, there is kind of a big lead up to that. Um, I could, yeah, I could have gone to uh, Chapel Hill and you know worked with that hospital system. I and honestly, as a biostatistician, you can work in a plethora of different fields. Really, um, you could end up jointly working with uh, a university and maybe their hospital or medical school, uh, which is the route that I chose. Or you can go the pharmaceutical route. Um, yeah. You can make, you know a nice three-figure salary doing things like that um you can go
0: wait time me, me, like, time, 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 time. a three-figure salary or sorry six, six figure, i was six gonna six say six <laughs> i
1: was okay. thinking of like the, the three the three digits that precede the K. Sorry.
0: okay six I, I, six was, yeah, I was i sorry that's that's not that's, that's not nothing. good that is nothing <laughs> no okay <laughs> okay so continue sorry. i just had to yeah
1: but no no that that was a um a, a mind bird on my end
0: it's all
1: good. Um, but um, those are like the two big ways that you can go as a biostatistician. I mean, there's obviously the more general, Robert, if you're just a statistician, you can end up in a, a wide variety of different areas, whether that's like a sports statistician, you could work through like the MLB, uh, which is kind of neat. Um, so in me describing all these different areas that you can end up, uh, that's precisely why when I finished my undergrad at NC State, and stayed to do well. I started my PhD um, in the middle of the pandemic, and then ultimately oh. decided never mind. This is a very <laughs> bad idea to dur- during the pandemic. I'm going to oh. end with my master's. <laughs> um, in choosing statistics, though, I knew that it offered a wide range of options um, and a lot of things that I would be interested in because I do really love data. Um, sure, I'm a nerd for saying that, but mm-hmm. in in having a passion for data and making a difference with the data, I knew that and going the university route and continuing to allow myself to learn and grow um, in research and adjacently help other people in the process was something that I was going to appreciate. So Duke has a few different uh, cores, they call them. They have a few different cores that you can work for as a biostatistician and I did an internship with one of them, and then ultimately ended up working uh, while well, working for a different one. Um, but it was just it was one of those opportunities where you know in, in the the LinkedIn fields I found that I liked uh, I liked this one core, um, and I, I do actually work with some biostatisticians at Chapel Hill, so it's it's offered a, an opportunity to work with people from Chapel Hill. I work with people. Um, based in Sri Lanka, uh, I work with people in. Um, uh, There's a big trial, and I'm blanking on the country right now, and I don't know why I'm blanking on the country right now. <laughs> um,
0: it's all good.
1: Yeah, but I, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm inv- I'm invested in like global studies, so really any, any country. So that's that's kind of what I found really really interesting in working with Duke University and the School of Medicine um, through the hospital system is that I can be invested in global public health, and I can also be invested in things like hematology studies, so blood-related studies. Um, and I only mention those two because those are the two collaborations that I'm on right now.
0: So. so for all the Duke fans, just know it was a joke about the UNC thing. Just, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't need my inbox full of of all this this banter and stuff like that. Very, very. Duke is a great school, prestigious school. Obviously, it's just a UNC fan here. Um, what See, is I your?
1: Fill, I have to fill out my resume and like ultimately end up at UNC because I've got two of the, the North big, Carolina
0: schools. Yeah, I've
1: got two big North Carolina schools down.
0: But <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, can we like? We can give you your honorary, you know, PhD. So we'll call you Dr. Kate for the rest of the show. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So doc, what is the end all be all um, as far as your ultimate goal for, you know, this field that you're in? I. You know, I don't.
1: I don't really have this this end all be all where I'm like I want to have this particular title or I want to do um I want to research this or fix this problem. I think I'm already there. Yeah. Um you know I obviously with with the caveat of it's it's great to have higher titles and oh. it's great to continue to get promoted and all you know all those nice things but I know that and it's a very rare thing to be in your mid twenties and know that what, what you're doing is what you like and you would like doing for years. But I have a lot of, it, I don't, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I have a lot of self-awareness that I knew that I had done a lot of introspection on what I wanted to do. And I just chased after that and I ended up exactly where I wanted to be. Um, and so, all that to say, like I really, really appreciate this field in general. Um, and I, again, I don't have a particular, you know, research problem that I am, I'm saying would be the definition of success in this field. The definition of success in this field is just continuing to enjoy the work, continuing to grow as a biostatistician and as a person. Um, and I know that I can grow as a person so long as I'm continually invested in wanting to learn more and in the process of learning more, learning how to make access to healthcare better, learning how to improve treatments for individuals. Um, and the work that I'm doing is never so selfishly oriented. It, will affect people in a positive way hopefully oh, um so that's why i i i my my definition my definition of success in this field and what i want to do you know ultimately is just to continue to grow in this space um so that this this field of healthcare can grow in the right direction so.
0: what are three things that people do not know about dr kate Sanborn
1: Oh man, um, I think people don't know. I I haven't really talked very publicly beyond know, on, on any other podcasts or really anything. So I don't know if there's like some three things that people don't know because a lot of people don't know a lot. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> or three things that you specifically want the people to know or think they should know.
1: Um. about me, so not just things in general. Um, well, you already hinted at one, so I, I did go to West Point for three years, um, which sounds really odd, you know, it's kind of odd to go to a school for three years and then not finish the fourth. Um, there's there's a, a tarred history there um, in that I really, really wanted to serve in the Army, and that was like my ultimate goal. Um, unfortunately, I suffered a lot of mental health struggles there, um, due to, uh, some sexual assaults from some teammates on the track and field teams, um, track and field and cross country teams while I was there. And that was a really hard thing to go through and cope with, hence the mental health struggles. Um, and it was a really hard thing to, it was a hard pill to swallow to not finish my time there. But all that being said, you know, I don't want to say that um a rough period a rough period in your life like that uh you don't want to say something like I wouldn't have it any other way but I can look back on it now and having gone through the things that I've gone through and the things that I've learned about myself the things that I the people that I have surrounded myself with now um and all of the different hardships that I've had to endure since then have taught me a lot about life and in general the pursuit of happiness and I'm not trying to quote kid coody but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it a lot of that I wouldn't change for the world um because it because it has led to um it has led to a spot in my life where I can be very, very grateful for yeah. the people that I have in my life and the things not things materialistically, but just things in general um, where I'm at. So that's, that's like tough. one, that's, that's one big thing, I think. Um, and, and in that, generally speaking, that everyone goes through, I don't know, can, can I say shit? Is that, is yeah, that yeah, 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 you, you yes, <laughs> like, yes, yes, okay. yes,
0: yes, yes, everybody, yeah, people cuss on the show. Okay. <laughs> all right,
1: I just wasn't sure, okay. Um, everyone goes through their own shit. Um, so I'm not saying that, you know, my shit's harder than yours and that uh, the things that I've been through are are hard. Um, sure, they were hard for me, but everyone has their own stuff and everyone has their own life story. But I think in in all of that struggle comes a lot of learning and a lot of growing. Um, and that's all that I'm saying is that in, in that one nugget of information to know about me, um, it's. It's what shaped me into the person that I. It shaped me into the person that I am today, um, and it shaped me into the person who values the certain things that I value today. Um, so it's again just taught me a lot about what to truly value in life.
0: So. My mom always says, you know, you don't grow on the mountaintop; it's in the valley experiences that the growth happens. So. I am sorry to hear that, that that, you know, happened, that you had to uh, endure, you know, all of that there. And obviously those that it happened to on your team as well, um, I definitely hope and pray that they, you know, can get the help and they have gotten the help um, that they needed um, in such as a terrible thing. Um, What are two other things that people might not know?
1: Two other things. Less, less heavy things. Let's see. Um, oh goodness. Let's see. I don't know if this is necessarily something like this one thing. I don't, I don't think it's something that I, I would say, Oh, you need to know this about me, but I think it does give insight into how hard headed and stubborn I am. <laughs> um, so, I've had COVID three times. Um, oh boy. And yes, I'm vaccinated, boosted, and all these things. But the the second time that I had it, uh, I lost taste and smell. Yeah. And one of the worst things that happened in losing taste and smell was I could no longer taste or smell coffee. And <sighs> I know, I know your, I know your relationship with coffee. I know. So I have, <laughs> I feel obligated to bring up coffee.
0: <laughs> uh, she does. She's this. listened to the show, so she's yeah. heard the show.
1: <laughs> so. In losing taste and smell for coffee, that was ultimately the most depressing thing ever. But when it came back, when taste and smell came back, I'm not sure if any, any other people have had this experience specifically with coffee and losing taste and smell and then getting it back. When my taste and smell came back, coffee smelled and tasted like a mixture of manure and rotting meat. And... So what it
0: actually tastes like. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh,
1: it was the mo- it was disgusting. But out of the pure love and passion for coffee, I forced myself to drink it every <laughs> single day for wow. two weeks. So I was drinking a mixture of like rotting meat and manure for two weeks straight just because I knew that I had I had to have coffee back. Um, and I was very,
0: very dedicated to getting it back. This <laughs> is it did, like it did work. This is as crazy as Rudolph going out to try to find his parents against the snow monster when it was like negative. It, they had to. That's like the craziest perseverance story, <laughs> perseverance <laughs> story I've ever heard. Just like Lord knows, I was down for the count, but I wouldn't. I was. I was like, uh, whatever. I wouldn't let go until I, I got that kind of back. But- I was going through my
1: PhD program too, so there was no way I I, I had to have coffee. I there, there was no way.
0: So But so you were drinking sewer water basically, which is I was
1: basically drinking like... sewer water. I look I, so, I did try to put a band aid over it and I tried the green tea route for like a couple of days and I was like, Nope, this is not doing it. This is not working. So I, I had to go back to well, to manure rotting yeah. deep
0: coffee. Were you just drinking black coffee or something? Like no, no
1: I I usually put like, like syrups. So the best combo I found is a Dunkin' Donuts, peppermint. It's like a peppermint ground coffee. So it's infused with peppermint flavors. Really sure. good. Nice and subtle, but it's not like overbearing. Um and then I do like a, a peppermint a mint chocolate chip or peppermint syrup that I put in it. So it sweetens it a little bit. So it kind of tastes like Christmas and I drink it year round. Um, So you get a little cup of Christmas all year round.
0: Okay. So. I mean, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing Doing and drinking some coffee for all to hear. Um, mm-hmm. My, <laughs> my boss used to, to say this um, and I, he was, my favorite still i'm talking as if he's dead but he's still kicking but he would say around when i was had an internship and we were making videos and sometimes we wouldn't get the video that we wanted because the subject was not you know participating he always said don't worry guys we're just polishing a turd and that's it seems like (laughs) that's that's my view of coffee so that's that's all you did was add the mint and the the chocolate and the uh, and so i will let you have that i will let you have that um not gonna lie may have to come back and make a comment or two in the midst of this episode but uh at least you put a little christmas because we need a little christmas in our cup so that that's all good give me one more thing
1: all right one more thing
0: food (laughs) related television it could be it don't matter it does not matter
1: Ooh, all right, I'll go the food route. Um, so again, like none of all of these things are so well. These these past two things are very tiny, but in terms of like knowing things about me, but I do love to cook. Um, I can simultaneously, you know, burn a piece of toast, but then whip up some really good spaghetti and not burn that.
0: Um, I toast mean, the toast is hard. The,
1: I'm the sorry. toast is hard. You just can't nail it. Um, but. In terms of cooking, though, I love Korean. Korean's probably really? my favorite. Yes, Korean's my favorite food. Um, my mom and dad were stationed there uh, when they were both in the military, and they have kind of carried over some dishes. Uh, and my mom would, like, make some dishes for me, me and my brother growing up. Um, and my brother's actually gotten really, really into cooking Korean, authentic Korean. Um, authentic? So, yeah, like actual authentic Korean, going to a real Korean market and like picking up stuff. So uh, what's the
0: what's the best dish? Oh, I need to come over for dinner one night. So or somebody send me mm-hmm. a plate. Somebody send me a plate. What what's the best meal that you've made?
1: Um, so I've made bibimbap. So in terms of Korean food, bibimbap mm-hmm. is is pretty. It's not that hard because it is a rice base. So if you just have white sticky rice, um, mm-hmm. and then. A bunch of different, like, that Korean, well, not Korean vegetables. There are a couple of, like, you know, Asian vegetables that you need to throw in there um, to, to really fill out the actual authentic beem bop. But um, it is just kind of like a hodgepodge of really, really good vegetables. And then you could have a choice. Well, you put a, a sunny side up egg on top, but then you have a choice of meat. Or you could just do it completely, you know, vegetarian and do no meat. Um, But the most popular is doing like a lean cut of uh, beef and you would put that in there. Um, Yeah. So it's it's pretty good. And then you can have like a spicy paste that you put in it. I'm not a huge spicy person.
0: Um,
1: and, And in saying that, though, I actually do appreciate the paste. It's pretty good.
0: God, it sounds i'm see i'm venturing out into new food um because i am a chef myself I, i'm not doing that kind of cooking um so it is crazy like i tried. i'm in the fun now um i don't know why but uh shout out to 24 hour or 24 hour um on international drive here in Orlando. Let me tell you something if you we have a couple of Korean joints down here in Florida but it sounds like you it, you get down with the Korean food. So that that might be on my next list of things to try. What food would you suggest for a beginner?
1: Oh, a beginner? Um okay, so it depends on whether you prefer noodles or soup first, noodles or rice? Rice. All right, so if you prefer rice honestly bibimbap bop is like I mean I have to say that is it's one of the most popular dishes um even in some Americanized Korean cuisine restaurants um some will have like bibimbap, bop so mm. you can you can find that and um, even some of it. like the Americanized versions so I would I would still go with bean bop so.
0: when you are not bawling so hard, as a biostatistician or a runner what is life like for you what what are you what is fun
1: i'm the world's youngest grandma
0: (laughs) ain't no 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 no. yeah yeah because i'm ain't none listen ain't none wrong with being at home doing absolutely n-o-t-h-i-n-g
1: oh it's not that i do nothing i mean i when i say i'm the world's youngest grandma I find peace in like sitting on the couch, and I love to crochet. Um oh. so I I can make like socks, mittens, hats, scarves, um, things like that. So I just <clears throat> it's it's doing something without doing anything at all. So like if I'm watching something, I'm doing something, but not really doing anything. Um, and it's just kind of a nice, relaxing thing after, you know, as you <laughs> since, since you you marathons and marathon training is painful so putting putting my body through a pain game is just something very peaceful to
0: do so first of all when you said world's you know youngest grandma I thought you meant like grandma like we eat lunch at 4 30 I'm sorry we eat dinner at 4 30 4 30 is supper <laughs> no. Time. Um, no
1: I eat dinner really late actually
0: like nine ten o'clock
1: like between eight and nine and I should eat earlier but it's just the the like a daily a daily work day I mean I wake up I run I run and then I do work until five and then I usually have a double run and then I want to shower and then I finally eat so yeah usually ends up being pretty late
0: yeah I mean I get that. Like that's that's difficult. Um, uh, but now here's the thing, I'm cool with like crochet because it saves money on so many different things. Like oh crap, yeah. I have a hole in my sock. You could you could patch it up or you can make yourself a new pair.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, it's cold outside. Why do you need to pay $60 for a blanket when you can make yourself a throw or a quilt or something of that nature? And and you never have to worry about, you know, going out and buying gifts, you know. Even if yep. they don't need it, you just you just make somebody something and you just it's send
1: very it. practical. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a great life skill that I don't plan to uh take in <laughs> because I would I would pinch every nerve with those small you know needles and everything. No, I'm not I'm not about that. But listen, I have members like my mom, she um used to sew. And uh my aunt, she's actually into that stuff. So it's a great skill to have. I actually have some stuff that she made. Um, I'm waiting for it. It was actually bone cold in Florida a few weeks ago, so I was able to use it then. But it's like I can only use it once every four years. Why <laughs> <It's probably laughs> bone
1: cold in Florida? Uh,
0: it was in well. Let me just say this: like my I have family in Alabama, so it was you know in the negative, you know, digits, but it was like in single digits in some respects, okay. and the windshields mean, right. like the single digits.
1: Yeah, that's cold.
0: <laughs> uh, we were cool. in the like here in Orlando. We were in the 30s, like during the day.
1: See, I I feel like some some other people would say that's not cold. I love hot weather, so that's cold.
0: Ooh, that's that's that's, that's different. You see, then you come down here. I I hate hot. Weather. I hate. I've lived for 20. I hate the heat. I hate it. I love. I, I'm, why? I'm,
1: I don't. I mean, I get so much crap for it here. Like, some people hate North Carolina summers. I love the heat. I'm like bring it on, and I don't really have a good explanation for it. I don't know if it's like I'm a complicated sunflower. I need food. <laughs> and I need sunlight. It's just like give me all the sun. I love. So you
0: sunlight. basically you're like a plant.
1: I'm basically a plant.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm
1: complicated plant.
0: A yeah, complicated plant. That's like, a good. That's a good television series. That's what we need yeah. to call it, the complicated plant. plant. That's a good restaurant name. Um,
1: Actually, yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that actually would be good. Well, I, you see, I can't do the humidity. And I say I can't do it. I do it every year. Like, I can't do it. Like, I, we don't have seasons. I always say Florida has two seasons. Low-key fall, low-key winter. Every blue moon will brush into high-key winter like we did on Christmas. And then hot. Not even summer. It's just hot.
1: Like, it was,
0: it was 87 degrees yesterday on January.
1: Yeah.
0: And you love that. Okay.
1: Oh I love it. I love it. I, I joke that I live in the armpit of Raleigh. Um so I live in Raleigh, <laughs> North Carolina. It I literally live in kind of like the valley and I didn't know that there would be valleys in Raleigh, but it is like boiling here. It's boiling in this little armpit of Raleigh and then every direction I go to start any of my runs are uphill. So yeah, I get to finish going downhill. But um yeah, it is kind of like the, the boiling armpit where it's really hot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's boy.
0: Okay. Well you you have fun in that armpit. We we, we just cause I this it's you know if you I do shows in like July and they're like how is it in August? I'm like, it's hotter than Satan's toenails down here. Like it it is it is it is just brutal. Are you a television watcher? I I I okay. I, I, str-
1: I stream shows. I don't have cable. Um, streamer. Streamer. So I I, yeah, I stream television shows unless I'm like I don't know in a hotel gym or my apartment gym and I'm cross training or something then I'll watch what's on cable but yeah.
0: Well, streaming is the way to go because they've lost their mind with these these cable prices. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh Oh, I can't say nothing. But uh, what are, I mean, I'm curious because some of the marathoners, you know, we'll, we'll talk television. Usually it's been like The Office and New Girl and and stuff like that. But I found that marathoners are into true crime podcasts and like those true crime shows. Are you, do you fall into that category?
1: I, so I, yeah, I know that there are a lot of marathoners, even here. Like some of my friends are really into true crime murder mystery podcasts I can't get into the podcasts when I'm running I'm like I want to listen to either just music or something that's not about and then his arm was cut off like I have yes. no desire to know
0: that it's fine. no like you're running by yourself and it's like <laughs> no. he crossed the woods and th- through the trees no. came a machete like what
1: <laughs> no thank you that's fine I don't want to start my day that way, but oh. I do. I do appreciate shows like Criminal Minds. I, I'm not really like into very, very gory shows or even movies um, that are very gory, but I did like Criminal Minds. So
0: yeah, I stick to Sports Food Network, and and uh, <laughs> I I can't do that. Like I yeah. guess maybe like I don't even watch the news. Like I it's like no 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 you know i can't i cannot do that i was just curious i had to i was just curious about this what is on a marathoner's playlist like what is what is the go-to jams
1: oh see i feel like you would (laughs) i have i do have a running playlist um that i've just kind of i've added songs over the period of like i don't know five six years so it starts out like Kind of cringy, and then it gets to more recent good music. Let's start um, with the what, cringe.
0: Let's start the with cringe the cringe. Yes, I need are, to know the cringe. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited like, about this. I
1: pull up. I gotta pull this open, and I can tell you some of like, the more cringy songs. Let's see, because
0: I'm trying to figure out like it can't be that cringy. Like you can't. Be I mean, I funny.
1: don't think I don't think it's that cringy. It's just like yeah, that's pretty stereotypical. Um, things like. Oh no! I don't even have party in the USA on here. I was gonna say that, but I don't even have that on here. Um, I have like Kesha. I've got uh Nicki Minaj. Uh, how's
0: how's it cringy?
1: I've got like Calla Girl from you know like Gwen Stefani. Oh, like listen, they, yeah, they, I've got I've, I've got some like interesting choices. Um, that, I then let's
0: see.
1: I I would actually be interested to know what you have.
0: Oh Lord, hold on real quick. Let me let me turn off my video. Let me go <laughs> see I have a I have an iPod, an actual iPod. Um here we go. Whoops. Nope. I already got a song playing. So ninety percent of it, I don't want to say 90%, but I got a lot of Christmas music on here.
1: Okay.
0: I have Earth, Wind and Fire. I have old people music, a lot of R and B, Motown, stuff like that. What what is some like songs that people would I have Charlie Pride on here, like an old country singer. Hi. I have Ron Stone Cowboy. Uh what else do I have? I have Chicago. I have Hollow Notes. Um ooh, boy. I don't see I don't I don't know if I want to admit some of these songs. <laughs> <laughs> what do I have? All right. Uh Michael Jackson, Billy Joel, Pentatonics.
1: Like oh, Pentatonics like the Chris like their Christmas redos or
0: yeah, all their Christmas crap. That's not mine. <laughs> oh, this is I have a boy band on here that I don't know. It's called they were called B2K.
1: B2K, I don't think I've heard
0: of them. Okay, then don't worry about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> who else? Bruno Mars, Frank Sinatra. 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 I have Justin okay. Timberlake.
1: Okay, I also have him on
0: mine, yeah. Okay. Uh, Tori Kelly, Taylor Swift. I feel
1: like that's kind uh, of obligatory.
0: Uh, it depends. <laughs> uh, I actually have Katy Perry solo here.
1: I do have Katy Perry on mine as well.
0: I have, yeah. I have three Katy Perry songs. Okay. And they were, stay stem from high school. It was a phase. <laughs> um, gym Class Heroes, Adele.
1: Yep, I've got Adele on here too.
0: Uh, oh boy. This is weird. I have Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah,
1: but I have like one song on here. And it's not "Call Me Maybe." It's <laughs> not what that is, one.
0: <laughs> what is it?
1: Uh, oh gosh, I well, I, I didn't like look at it. I know I have it on here. I'm just trying to remember what song it is.
0: You um, remember Gognum style? Yes,
1: I, I do.
0: I <laughs> do. <laughs> I didn't know that. I, I can't remember. <laughs> I I didn't know that. I now, did, I feel I, like,
1: now I feel like I need to add it just for the sake of No this.
0: you don't. No, I need, no, now that I found it, it has to go. I'm sorry, PS PSY. Um I have Glee on here? Who was downloading music on here? I've
1: got uh, Avril Lavigne. I've got her on here.
0: Mo- I have Maroon 5.
1: Yep, yeah, I've got them. Um,
0: LMFA. Oh, J. Cole. Oh, oh
1: yeah, J. Cole LMFAO, I've got them.
0: Um, um Drake. I have Rihanna. Yep, I've
1: got Rihanna
0: on here. Why do I have Jesse McCartney on here?
1: I do not have Jesse McCartney. I
0: have, uh, the beautiful soul. <laughs> <laughs> that, that
1: is not a pump up song.
0: No, I was held hostage <laughs> when this was downloaded. I have, I have Colby Calais. Okay, all right. Jay Sean, obviously Beyonce. Oh, no. I have Selena Gomez on here. Why?
1: Why mm-hmm. is Justin
0: Bieber on here? Why is Run Republic on here?
1: Oh, I have run, I have One Republic on here.
0: All right, Jordan Sparks, Lady Gaga. Jason yep. DeRulo, the man who says his name before <laughs> every song. So he he you gonna know Jason who he is. In sync. Oh boy. Oh, yep. Jonas I think I stopped Bro- it.
1: I, I was just, I was just about to say, I have year three thousand on here, Jonas
0: Brothers. <laughs> oh no, that's vintage. I have dang, I have that song too in SOS.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, Natasha Bedingfield.
1: Yes, I. I hope you say the song that
0: Pocket thinking. full of sunshine.
1: Yep, I've got that one. I've got unwritten on there. So when you mentioned Blake, uh, Blake Lively earlier, I was like, I, I do have that one. I can picture her like running on the beach. Okay. Sisterhood of the Traveling
0: Pants. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, oh, that's old school. That's vintage. Okay, I see you.
1: Yeah.
0: I have the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, I have them too. Yep. I have, I have the Backstreet Boys. I don't
1: I have, have them.
0: Okay, I have the Plain White Teas. Okay, Why yep. is the Spice Girls on here?
1: I mean, I, I do have the Spice Girls on here.
0: I have... Raven Samoa. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> Some of these was I it, haven't looked, what, looked wait, at. Wait, Raven Samoa, was, wasn't she a cheetah girl? She was a cheetah girl and she had her yeah. own show. That's so Raven. Yeah, that's so Raven, yeah. Oh, boy, but I didn't know she had a... What was happening? I forgot
1: she, I, I forgot she had music. You know what I mean? that's,
0: what, that's what I'm trying to figure out. What, what is it doing on here? Like, is this the only song she had? That
1: might be. I'm,
0: I'm okay. Robin Thick. Sarah Borelli's?
1: Liz, yeah. Um okay. lo- love song. That's a Yes.
0: I yeah. I have Usher. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gwen Stefani.
1: Yep, definitely have Gwen.
0: Allie and AJ.
1: Oh, I have them too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's this bad. Gavin yep. de Gavin de Gras. Yep. Oh, uh, what was uh I'm in love with the girl.
1: Okay, I don't have that one. I'm trying to remember the name of the song. It it it's uh it was like the intro to One Tree Hill. Um the I think he he sang that song. Um it's like I don't wanna be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. I I don't remember the name of that song.
0: Oh, I wish I could help you, but I can't. Okay. Uh, um I have no idea that song. This is embarrassing. John Mayer I have mm-hmm. Sting. I have Kevin Rudolph. Who the frick is no, I don't know who Kevin Rudolph is. Three Doors Down. Okay. Uh, Nickelback is on here? What are they doing on here? <laughs> Ooh, I need, you see, I, I have to go do some soul searching to see why yeah. <laughs> some, of this, some of this is on here. Why I is do- this on
1: here? I don't know if you have. Do you have uh, Rainbow Kitten Surprise or Class Animals?
0: Didn't know they existed. Didn't know that was a thing. Really? Which one? Rainbow Kitten Surprise?
1: Rainbow Kitten Surprise.
0: What do they sing?
1: One of their songs is Cocaine Jesus.
0: Cocaine Jesus, no, we 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 we, we, we disassociate uh, Jesus with drugs in this household. So no, I ain't have. I do too, but it's it's
1: kind of a, a good song to jam out
0: to. So okay, well you maybe kind of I... maybe it's a weird song to jam out to, but I
1: don't
0: know. Cocaine Jesus, that's something Cocaine that.
1: Jesus.
0: Okay, yeah. well you know we're gonna add them to the prayer list. <laughs> um, I have John Legend. Okay. Jamie Foxx.
1: Nope, don't have
0: Jamie. Uh, Mary J. Blige. Okay. Charlie Wilson. Um, uh, this is R and B. Robin Thicke. I think, you Mi- went, I
1: think you mentioned Robin.
0: Okay, Chrisette Michelle, Trey Songs.
1: Okay.
0: A brother named Kim.
1: Okay.
0: I've- C- yeah, I've Cupid. Sierra Sade Carrie Hilson Neo Akon
1: I also have Neo Mm
0: -hmm. okay Uh, Chris Brown Mario wow I have some music on here (laughs) that I have to go back and do some soul searching Jeremiah Cherish What are they cherishing? Um wow. So now that the people know a little bit about this crap that I have on my iPod. (laughs) You see, my oh, what was a what's a pump up song? What's a good pump up song? Like what what's your what's your best pump up song?
1: My best pump up song? Uh see that it changes though. It definitely it it just um I'm trying to think of a good pump-up song. Um, I know that before, I'll just go back to the last time that I needed a pump-up song, which was like right before CIM. I don't remember what was like, I played it over and over and over again. It was, Uh. I think it was either, Liftoff by LaBrinth or um, Mount Everest by LaBrinth. Okay. So I was on a LaBrinth kick for like a little bit. Um, okay. Yeah.
0: Mine is inappropriate. But <laughs> when, you, when you play football, it's like, and prayers up to DeMar Hamlet, because i wouldn't be remiss with saying that with football, of um, the Buffalo Bills. I used to listen to uh, Dmx. Okay. Um,
1: okay.
0: <laughs> which was, you know, you know, X gonna give it to you, uh, the clean yeah. version. Um, okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes, the clean version, which yeah. really you couldn't understand much because it was just getting bleeped out every five seconds. But yeah. still, um, <laughs> do I don't know. Not good.
1: Like, some, some Drake songs and J. Cole songs are pretty good. I don't really listen to a lot of theirs, and people hate me for that, but I do... I think uh, it was another good pump-up song before CIM. I think it was Zero to 100, and that was Drake.
0: Okay, we go Zero um, to 100
1: Really real quick. Yeah, that one, Um, No Role Models, obviously J. Cole. And I I, I do listen to J. Cole a little bit more, just because J. Cole's from Fayetteville. Um, so I, I definitely...
0: It's you off. see, I can't listen to Drake as a pump. Maybe one or two songs, but yeah, he's,
1: like, he's not really great at pump up songs. But zero to 100's hundred's <laughs> okay. Like that yeah, that's
0: okay. that's yeah. all right. But if I'm going through something, then you know, because Drake with his stuff, it always seems like some something's going on. Yeah, um, you know, like you know, he need to talk to somebody. So you get
1: yeah,
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> like these
1: his the songs you, are therapy sessions.
0: Yeah, these these emotionally. Yeah um driven songs with like this this beat like if you if it's just like if i'm taking a walk or something it's just like it's it's a cloudy day then you know i i turn on you know Drake, even his like non-cloudy songs like fake love like that's still it's like You, you can still
1: turn it into a really a real good mood or not a good mood but just like it's a it's a moody day
0: yeah that happened one time but i was fine and then it put me in a bad mood because i was listening to fake love i've been dazzling while they look like up (laughs) to me i got fake people showing fake love to me straight up to my face and i'm like walking i was like wow this is weird and then he had like his second line just his tone changed and it like made me feel so i was like like straight up to my face, straight up to my face. I'm like Drake Dog. What's going on with you, man? Like who did who hurt you? <laughs> it's like gosh, like you got him. You got me feeling upset and everything. Now, um, what's the craziest concert you've been to, or like the most odd? Not I don't say the most odd, but just one that is like it was crazy, but you loved it.
1: I again, I'm the world's youngest grandma. I don't go to a lot of concerts. Um... I like, really the, the only concerts I remember are like 4th of July concerts that were on <laughs> Port Bragg. <Greg. laughs> oh, um, that's Look,
0: yeah, I'm proud and, to be in America. Yeah,
1: that's like pretty I mean, much it. Well, and I was always I don't want to say mandated to go, but I was kind of mandated to go because my dad um had like a position that it was like the family needed to go. So Yeah, you would go No, I wasn't skipping that, and I do have to say, like, I appreciate early early two thousands country. The new country is trash. Um, so at some point, like when we did the Fourth of July concerts, I was like all of this is just trash, and I don't appreciate any of this. (laughs) But that's that's my that's my really lame answer. If I could go to a concert, it would be a toss up between like Glass Animals or AJR. I think that would
0: be okay. That would be fun. I actually went to a concert uh, by Foster the People.
1: Oh, I could. Oh, I would love that.
0: And I'm not gonna lie, that concert. I only knew one song, and that was "Pumped Up Kicks" or whatever. Uh, yeah. But that concert was actually kind of lit. I'm not even yeah. gonna lie. To you, that concert. <laughs> this is gonna be such a weird answer. I would actually go to a Florence and the Machine concert.
1: I, you know, I could, I could do that though. I could. I think that would be a lot of fun.
0: What was CMI like? Or CIM? What did I say CMI? <laughs> uh, CIM like? And then we're going um, to break this up.
1: Oh, like the the marathon itself? Or yeah. honestly, I don't even know if I have one distinct word for it. I just die. It was a blast. I think that's, I know I said I didn't have one word, but I'll just, yeah, I'll, I'll give it one (laughs) word. (laughs) I I guess I'll just come up with one on the spot is it was a blast. Um, It's, I'm not going to say I was surprised or uh, that I, or that I was anticipating it. It's, and that's why I'm still trying to put together words because it's a, my feeling is that I'm simultaneously confused, but then also very grateful because I knew that it was there um, Mm -hmm. to pull out a good performance. Um, But at the same time, I I really kind of went into the race aiming for just a PR. That'd be fine. I'd be very, very happy. I mean, a PR is a PR is a PR. Um, And that's something you can't take for granted for the distance. A lot can go wrong. So for me, like, yeah, it's just, if I could get a P.O., it'd be great. Um, so I really had an A plus D and I just don't take this for granted. So I think, you know, finishing just very baffled that, yeah, we did that. But at the same time, I knew I could do that. Training has shown that I, people around me who believed I could do that. Um, so I think it's just an overwhelming feeling of just being very grateful for uh, being able to run that and run that with the people that I have in my life. Um, Given all the things that have proceeded, um, I mean, just, I mean, in general, just life-wise, coming from a very tarred experience years and years prior, and then even struggling to get my footing here in Raleigh. um, I think it's just, I'm just very, very grateful for how that turned out and then recognizing how many people were, were and have been very, very invested in, in all of that. So
0: what advice would you give to any younger runner that is kind of following in your footsteps?
1: Following in my footsteps
0: or just on a similar path or just any, just any young runner, what advice would you like to lend to them?
1: Um, you're gonna make me (laughs) make me want to cry like if I were talking to like a younger version of me but I would just tell that person um, who you are and what you are is and will always be enough just continue to enjoy the process
0: Well, you have survived the interrogation process as I continue this. I need to change my light, but we are down to our last segment called rapid fire. I'm going to ask you a few rapid fire questions. I want you to answer them to the best of your ability. If I ask you to elaborate, that is okay. It does not count against the time. If you do not answer these to the best of your ability, as fast as you can, I really don't care. It's all good. It's all love. No it's not gonna count against anything. You are competing to be on the proverbial gold medal stand. Are you ready?
1: I don't think I have a choice.
0: So yes, okay. let's go. There we go. If there was a food <laughs> that you could live with and a food that you could live without, what would they be? What would they be?
1: Oh Lord. Um all right, so live without um mayo or mashed potatoes, but I'll go with mayo. Um, And then live with Stopers Animal
0: Crackers. Stouffer's Animal Crackers, I haven't heard of that one.
1: Specifically Stopers, yes. Okay,
0: all right. What is the best book you've recently read?
1: Ooh, so I just recently read uh, It Ends With Us. That one was really good. That's the first book in a two-part series
0: so yeah if you had to be a guest on any television or talk show what show would you be a guest on
1: um, so I don't watch a lot of talk shows I did television just in general um, television in general my mind automatically goes to things like SNL But I have zero comedic ability. So but I think it would just be entertaining to do something like that. Okay. Um,
0: Let's say that they were going to make a movie about your life and your journey. Who is the actress that you want that you would like to portray your character? Be anybody. Mm
1: I'm going to go Emma Watson.
0: Watson, okay. Okay, I got that. Let's see that. All right, if you could play any other sport, then, okay, if you could participate in any other sport than track and field, what sport would that be?
1: I'd, I'd probably say swimming. Um, so I used to swim growing up. I, I also played soccer, but I think swimming... I've, I've always enjoyed swimming because it is very similar to running in the in regards to the, there's an individual aspect to it, but then there's also a team aspect to it. And I really just love water. Um, it was kind of hard to, for my parents to pull me out of the water growing up. So I think I think I do swim.
0: What other event would you participate in um, outside of the marathon, in the sport or track and field?
1: In the sport or track and field? Um, I mean, I think the on the track it would be easy to say like the 10k. Um, I haven't really competed on the track in like five years, um, so I have a lot of unfinished business with a lot of different events. I can say that with with distinct ability, I, I will not. I would not choose a field event because um, that requires a lot of coordination and a lot of particular skill that I do not have. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I mean the 10K is like an obvious translation. I think it would still be fun to do something like the 400 or 800 because that's what I did growing up. Oh, okay. So I think that would be fun to go back to.
0: That's quite the transition uh, to the marathon. Dream vacation spot.
1: Dream vacation spot. How long am I there? Two weeks. Two weeks. Um. New Zealand.
0: New Zealand? Okay. Okay. I can see that. Especially you have time to adjust to the time change. All right. Last question. Why does kindness matter to you?
1: Because in this long string of life, if you envision life as this, you know, endless string, you're just this little minuscule bead on this string. And all everyone's lives are these just little tiny beads on this endless string, and with that short little period, you affect all those other little beads that you could string on this piece of yarn. You know, time and time and time again. And in with that little short period, I think it matters to know what you do with that little bead on this endless
0: string. Um,
1: I don't. It doesn't matter. know, how much money you make, how followers you have, you know, how famous you are, etc. It's it's really about, are you a good person? Uh, How many people did you welcome into your life? How many people did you hug and love in your life? How many people did you care to take the time to listen to and help, you know, just help them in general? I think, you know, and it's it's a cyclical answer in that I'm saying that kindness matters, and you're asking why does kindness matter, um, but it it matters because you have such a small period on this, you know, infinite string, but because there is this infinite string and you have this small little bead, you should care a lot about what you
0: do with that little bead. Um, <clears throat> I have no idea what I'm choking on. I guess I'm choking on (laughs) air. But you have survived down the home stretch to rapid fire. And I think that's the fastest we've actually gotten this year. So, hey, what's for that?
1: The fastest this year, just like the fifth day of the year.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but we've done a few episodes already.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Um,
0: So, yes, day five, listen, still balling. So, hey, not mad at that, not mad at that. Where can the people find you on social media to support your journey?
1: Um, so I'm primarily on Instagram uh, at K8 underscore Sandy, S-A-N-D-Y. Um, and I do have a Twitter. I don't really use it that much. Uh, also have a Facebook, but that's mostly for my grandma. <laughs> um, so really Instagram is, is the main one.
0: Dr. Kate, appreciate you coming on the show. Happy New Year to everybody. Thank you for listening and we will see you next time.